I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, mini-sode number 470. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. I'm your host, Andrea Owen, global speaker, entrepreneur, life coach since 2007, and author of three books that have been translated into 18 languages and are available in 22 countries. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a lesson that will help you maximize unshakable confidence, master resilience, and make some noise in your life. You ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. We are rounding out our spirituality and creativity theme. And I was thinking about what to share with you on this mini-sode, the last episode of this theme. And I was thinking about the episode that I did with um, David around deconstruction. And it got me thinking about really the overall message that I want to be clear on when it comes to how I feel about spirituality and and what I want for you. And it's pretty simple. I first I don't want anyone to think that, you know, I'm I'm pushing any kind of spiritual beliefs whatsoever. I've always felt like, well, I take that back. I haven't always felt like <laughs> I'll get back to that. <laughs> Present day, I feel like as long as you feel grounded, you know, I guess it becomes a question, you know, as you think about your own spiritual beliefs, do you feel grounded in them? Like when you feel solid in it, when you're clear on what it is that you believe in, does that help you feel grounded? Does that help you feel tethered to who you are as a person? Does it help you feel tethered to maybe your community? Does it help you feel tethered to just to who you are really? And does it make you feel safe? In some um, religious circles or spiritual belief systems, it's it's important to have a sense of community. Like, does your do your beliefs feel that for you? And also, you know, does it do you feel like it makes you a better human? Does it help you judge less? Does it help you help others, et cetera, et cetera? You know, these are the the things that that I feel are important. You know, in in the um the outro of this podcast. I was very intentional when I wrote it, um, when I created a new one a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's our life journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. And I think that 
many religious circles teach that. At least I hope they do. I know some that kind of tout that they do, but uh, you know, um, on the front end, it 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 seems like that, but on the back end, it's kind of not. But I think that's the bottom line when we're thinking about what it is that we're looking for in our own spiritual beliefs. I think it's important to think about that. I think for many of us, we were handed religious beliefs at a very young age. I know that was the case for me. And as we're adults now, I think it can be helpful to look back on that. You know, maybe if you're in this place of a spiritual transition, if you're in this place of not feeling grounded, maybe kind of like in between, you know, how people are in between jobs sometimes, like you're in between spiritual beliefs. The question you can ask yourself is, were you ever taught or encouraged or supported to think critically about your beliefs? And this is tricky because I see a lot of people on social media talking about how they teach their children to constantly question authority. And I'm I'm like, can you say more about that? Because, <laughs> I, okay, um, I, I, I'm very curious about it. Uh, and I won't get too far down that rabbit hole. And I, I do think it's important to at least teach your children to think critically. What does that actually mean? You know, it's funny. I never even really thought about the definition of critical thinking. I only thought about times in my life where I had done so and either it opened my my mind to other modes of thought, other beliefs, and I stayed within the beliefs that I had, or it ended up changing my mind. The definition of critical thinking is pretty complex, in my opinion. I looked it up and I was like, what? It's very, um, it's, it feels a little heavy handed. <laughs> Let me just quickly whip through these four bullet points that I got from, this is from a book called The Miniature Guide to Critical Thinking Concepts and Tools um, by um, Richard Paul and Linda Elder. It's currently on the website, criticalthinking.org. So here's what they say, quote, a well-cultivated critical thinker raises vital questions and problems, formulating them clearly and precisely, gathers and assesses relevant information using abstract ideas to interpret it effectively, coming to well-reasoned conclusions and solutions, testing them against relevant criteria and standards, uh, then thinks open-mindedly with alternative systems of thought, recognizing and assessing as need be their assumptions, their implications, and practical consequences. And lastly, communicates effectively with others in figuring out solutions to complex problems. Okay, end quote. I've taken several classes with Masterclass on things like communication, entrepreneurship, and storytelling, and absolutely loved everyone because of their caliber of instructors and how concise the classes are. With Masterclass, you can learn from the best to become your best. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to every instructor. You can make new habits with New York Times bestselling author James Clear, improve your physical and mental well-being with leading gut health experts, or build stronger relationships with renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel. 
well. She is so amazing. I had gotten curious about how to be a better communicator, so I took the Art of Negotiation class with Chris Voss, and it helped me to do things like read body language, read speech patterns, and so much more, so I can better communicate with who, you ask? My teenagers. (laughs) Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't wait another moment to start your learning journey with Masterclass. Right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com slash Andrea. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash Andrea. Masterclass.com slash Andrea. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Let me give you an example as it pertains to organized religion of how how critical thinking helped me when I was fairly young. And it wasn't this sort of like oh, I have this epiphany and then I changed my mind. It was these small things over time that led me to a decision. When I was about 12 or so, and I I believe I told this story um, in David's interview, uh, when I was in, so I was raised Lutheran. I was baptized Catholic, um, but we were members of our local Lutheran church from about the age of probably around kindergarten or so. So I was very young. And if you are a Lutheran, as it is in, I assume, many religions, you go through various kind of programs within the church. We have First Communion, which I feel like we had to go through some classes to do that. And then the bigger one was Confirmation, where it felt like it went on for years, but it probably was only like six weeks or something. (laughs) I feel like it was years long. I still have much of the books of the Bible, especially the New Testament, memorized because it was in a song. Anyway, it was during that time, around that same time, when we had learned at school that a human can survive for three days without water. We can survive a lot longer without food, but without water, three days. And I came to my pastor and I said, what if Jesus was just unconscious? He wasn't dead. And they buried him alive which as from what we can tell from historical <laughs> writings did happen sometimes. People were accidentally buried alive. And he woke up from being unconscious and you know everyone assumed he had been killed and was resurrected. And my pastor was like, kind of gave me like the that's cute, but no, but also like kind of horrified. No, absolutely not. And I remember feeling there was a few other things, you know, like I had told him that I believed in reincarnation, which I was, it was responded with, we don't believe that as Lutherans. I was like, we don't like (laughs) this. We thing is, is weird, but it was, it was things like that where I was thinking critically 
just sort of questioning other options that could happen. Like, well, what else is out there? It doesn't necessarily mean that I automatically believed it, but it's just about sort of opening your mind and kind of taking off the blinders and and not being so narrow focused, which I think if you are raised in a family where you are handed beliefs, this is what we believe in terms of religion. This is what we believe as our family values. This is what we believe uh, politically. Here's, Here's kind of the underlying, this is how we do things around here. I think every family has those rules, whether they are said or not. This is how we do things around here. And when we get to a certain age, sometimes, you know, it's as children, sometimes it's as adolescents as it was for me. And it continued. I had a a pretty big political epiphany. I don't know how long ago, 15 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, where again, I started to think critically. I just feel that it allows you to make decisions for yourself. And I also want to mention that I think for some people, they come to these new conclusions and they feel solid in it. For others, there's like this sort of in the messy middle stage where you're not sure. You kind of might go back to what you believed before and question if your new thinking is true for you or not. It's it's not linear all the time. I think what I'm trying to say, the bottom line of all of this is that whatever you believe is fine, but it's not our job to impose that on other people. And I, and I unfortunately, I think there are religions where that is part of their journey. You know, it's part of their beliefs, really. Kind of that this is the way we do things around here. I remember being in youth group and going, it was like a Saturday morning and we all piled in the youth group van and went to neighborhoods to go knock on doors to spread the good news. And I remember the only reason I went, this is kind of embarrassing. I was probably 13 or 14. The only reason I went because I had a crush on this guy named Dan who was just on fire for the Lord. And um, I wanted him to be on fire for me. (laughs) And I was so hoping that Susan, the youth group leader, would understand telepathically to put me in, because she she would put us in pairs, like pair me up with Dan. And she did not. And I, I actually got paired up with one of my friends. So, but I was sorely disappointed. I was sorely disappointed that I didn't get to go door to door to to spread the good news with with Dan. Um, anyway, that is neither here nor there. That's what this country's founded on: freedom of religion. You're free to believe whatever you want to believe, but that doesn't mean that I have to do. <laughs> uh, mind your business, I guess. But I guess I want to leave you with: if you are feeling lost in your spirituality in your spiritual beliefs, please know that you're not alone. I think so many people are, and they may stay in certain beliefs that they have just because it's familiar to them. It's um, They built a community there, which I know is is such a huge part of that and what makes people feel really good and, and can do a lot of really great things. And you're not alone. And it's, it's, I know it's a grieving process as well. If you do decide to leave, maybe you leave um, an organized religion, like physically you do not go there anymore. Or even if it's just in your belief system, there is definitely that sort of lost 
grieving place of either leaving something behind or not knowing which decision to make. And you can find your community there. I mean, this is one of the reasons I love TikTok so much is because there's so many like micro niches. If you are into, you know, cross-stitching all of the flags of the world, there's a place for you. If you're, if you're, you know, doing deconstruction, if you are a progressive Christian, like whatever it is, there are, there's a place for you over on TikTok. And I wanted to leave you with one last thing before I close out. I found this very interesting. So years and years ago, it was probably in the beginning of my, my life coaching career. And I was definitely in that lost place belief wise. And I had a coach at the time and she told me about this website and I looked it up before I started recording because I wanted to make sure, let me, let me actually click on it again and make sure that it's, that it's still around. Yes, it is. It's called beliefnet.com. And it's kind of corny. It's very like late nineties vibes. It says, find the faith that matches your beliefs. Ask the belief-o-matic. Okay. And it asks you 20 questions. Uh, like I'll give you a, a quick example. What is the number and nature of the deities? Like what, what do you believe in? The first option is only one God, um, which is a corporal spirit, has a body. It's the supreme personal, the creator. The other option is only one God and incorporeal spirit, which is no body, um, no actual physical body, multiple personal gods. There's, there's all these different options that you can choose from. And then at the very end, it spits out what, what you're in line with the most in terms of religion. When I should take this again, when I took it before it came back as reformed Jew, which I thought was so interesting. which I remember years and years ago, my mom telling me, so her family, that whole side of the family is from Spain. And she told me that her mother had told her, my mom lost her mom when she was 22, but she said that her mother had always told them that there's there's some Jewish in the family ancestry. And when I got my DNA done, it did come back that I had some um, Ashkenazi Jew. So you never know. Maybe it's just was, you know, passed down to me. But at any rate, I thought is a fun site. I will put that link in the show notes. And remember, everyone, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, 
is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.